0: This episode of Nintendo Voice Chat is brought to you by Gamefly. Listen! Welcome to NVC episode 374. Our weekly Nintendo show is back with lots of topics, including the newly released uh, SteamWorld Dig 2. Mm
1: -hmm. I literally can't stop playing it.
0: Everybody's playing it. And then for the second (laughs) half of the show, I'm going to have to duck out, but I'll bring in a not-so-special guest to take over and lead a discussion topic uh, on, on kind of like the biggest news for Switch so far. Before we get there, though, I want to introduce our illustrious panel. On my right, we've got Lily Zaldivar.
2: Hey, guys. I'm here again. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, all right. Yeah.
0: So we're happy to have you back, too. Lily joined us before she works on our video team at IGN. Um, behind the camera, usually, but she is a mad Splatoon player and plays all sorts of games on Switch and has lots to say. So we figured we will bring her back on. On my left, we have Bruno Altano. What's up? <laughs> Bonjour. Je m'appelle Bruno Altano. Oh, je m'appelle, huh? Oui, je m'appelle Croissant. Very (laughs) nice. Uh, thank you for joining us today, Bruno. And we've got Zachary Ryan. Hey
3: guys, what's up? It's me, Zach Ryan. I'm here, just chilling. <laughs> about to talk to Nintendo.
0: We were talking hey about girl. Be, before we turned on the cameras. I don't know if uh, if Mike Mamone captured anything f- for the uh, NVC vlog, which you can find on our YouTube channel every week. Um, but we were talking about French class, and uh, you know, our the various names we had at the time. And Brian shared with us that his his chosen name was Bruno, which is awesome. Yeah, I also failed out of that class. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which explains uh, why your French is so good. Yeah. yeah, they put me in art school or art classes instead and then I went to art school and now nice. I'm here.
0: Well, welcome. And uh, if you're new to NVC, NVC, of course, is our weekly Nintendo show. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on IGN. Uh, but you also can find it in audio format on iTunes or your favorite podcast, uh, uh, podcast app out there. Um, if you do listen to the audio version, it'd be awesome if you can uh, leave us a, a review once in a while if you do like the show. Uh, like Doogie8856 did on iTunes, he said, uh, if, if you're a fan of Nintendo, this is a must-listen. The hosts have incredible knowledge. Man, no Why are you looking I, at no asterisk, uh, up to date news and great humor. I've been listening for years, and it just gets better. Thank you so much. You left that review for us last week. Um, that uh, that kind of stuff keeps us going. Uh,
3: small
1: claps for Doogie. Light, light <laughs> claps nice for Doogie. Snap.
0: Very small claps nice for Doogie. Snaps. Speaking of getting going, uh, let's talk about uh, some of the big news out there. Um, a huge story that kind of it kind of leaked out and got bigger as people discovered more things about it was the discovery of Flog mm-hmm. Golf. In yeah. the Nintendo Switch, so a, an emulated version of the NES Classic hidden in the Switch itself, and hackers found this. And as they unraveled the story, it turned into something even more exciting. Mm-hmm. Are you guys up on the yeah yeah. yeah. So um, it is actually a, a tribute or an omamori in Japanese, which means a char- like a, a remembrance charm, mm-hmm. um, to Satori Iwata, who passed away on July 11th. And so on that date, on July 11th, if your switch is turned on and you use the Joy-Con to make the gesture that Mr. Iwata always made, you know, mm-hmm. on yeah. camera during the directs, and everything. the golf game will actually unlock. Yeah. and you know, it's it's notable for the like fact. It's just a
3: heartwarming little tribute. Yeah. I really yeah. love it's,
0: it. It's uh, it's just such a. I, I wonder, you know, I have a feeling they wouldn't have publicized this. They would have just seen if people discovered it themselves. And if nobody did, they would have just been happy that they had this, mm-hmm. you know, this memory and this little project built into the Switch. But, um, Mr. Iwata, of course, uh, coded the golf game, right? Mm-hmm. And he was a, a fan of golf games, uh, of golf in general. So it's a, it's a really cool little tribute. I yeah,
1: I mean, it's also safe to say that he was probably there for the sort of origins of the Switch, right? Yeah. And the ideas that then became the uh, went on to become the Switch, he was there for the Wii U, he was there for the 3DS, their handheld line, everything before that. Um, this is an interesting story because... You can't access this thing if you have updated your Nintendo Switch to anything but the launch firmware. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you've connected to the internet at all, you're basically, you know... It
0: uses, your, it uses, once you connect to the internet, your clock is synced, so you can't trick it yeah. into being uh, July 11th. Right. So you really have to wait for that date once you've connected.
1: But I'm sure people will figure out a way, or maybe Nintendo will unlock it themselves eventually. But even if they never do, I mean, there's a million ways to play that game if that's what you need to do. But uh, just knowing it's there is really nice. It's it's one of the most sweet tributes I've ever seen come out of like yeah. video games, really. like You don't really get Easter eggs like this that are also sort of the tribute to the life of such an amazing amazing person i kind
2: of <laughs> like it though because well i kind of like it that it's uh, on like a specific day mm-hmm. so that like on july 11th like if you remember you can play the game all day if you want to and then it's gone it's like a it feels like a treasured memory yeah. mm-hmm. where you enjoy it and then it's gone and you're like, all right, I'll wait until next year to do it again. Yeah. You can look yeah. forward to it. Yeah. 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 Like salmon rum. It's,
0: yeah. uh, Hey, yeah,
2: it's, all, it's, all, it's improved. Almost. <laughs> well, you
0: know, they did, they did up the times from launch obviously, yeah. but, um, no, it's, and it's bittersweet though. We're coming up on the sixth month, uh, of the switch being in the market. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, the bummer is that Mr. Iwata never got to see the success, mm-hmm. right? He he obviously was very aware of the, you know, the planning and the rollout of software and all that kind of like the early stages um, and obviously a, a, a huge factor in actually moving forward with this machine yeah. Yeah. and having the guts to create a, a console that's also a portable. Um but it's it's such a shame that he doesn't get to see that it's sold out. And mm-hmm. uh, unlike the Wii U that it was until last week at least, still so hard to find this machine and that the software is selling. Yeah. 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 Um He'd be yeah. proud. Really, really cool story. Uh, there have been a couple of game, new game announcements. Nothing major, just some smaller stuff like uh, Mantis Burn Racing that comes out this year still. Again, like the, the calendar is just getting so packed with indies. I hope that they will stick out and, and will actually continue to sell. Yeah, um, I agree. It's going to get crowded, right? I agree. We, um, I wanted to bring it
1: – I'll bring it to the table probably next week or two because I want to do a little more research on it. But there have been a number of games that have – the Switch versions have effectively outsold all of the other console versions of the game combined. Mm-hmm. That's uh, impressive. And we see that now a couple of times with the system, and I think that's really, really awesome to see.
2: I'd like well, to assume it's because of portable, because it's yeah, portable, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it also it there's,
1: there's more room right now, uh, in, although it's getting more and more crowded. But yeah. if you look at it, la- launching a game on PS4 and throwing it into that store, I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds of games on the PlayStation 4.
0: Yeah, it's just when, when you're traveling, too, you kind of just want to load your system yeah. up and have lots of choices on this machine. And indies are great. They're, many of them don't take up a lot of room. They're designed to be played quickly and, you know, for kind of bursts, a lot of them. Yeah, they're, um, they're
1: generally not too intense yep. in terms of, like, uh, using it, hogging up power or resources on the system. So yep. you can port pretty much anything to it.
0: And another game that got announced for March next year was Lightfall and then Cluster Puck 99. I figured you'd like that one, Brian. <laughs> um, was also uh, announced... It's actually got an eight-player local multiplayer mode. Local? Yes. Wow. Pretty wild. Eight-player local multiplayer. Sounds like a real cluster. And then, you know, the (laughs) WWE 2K18 2K18 trailer came out, you know, so we're seeing more footage on that game as well. If you haven't checked that out, go look that up. You know, the Switch is getting a wrestling game in year one, which is awesome. Yeah. We haven't seen one of those on a Nintendo
1: system in a long
0: time. Yeah, we don't have to wait for that. Very excited to uh, make all my friends in
3: uh, WWE 2K18. That was my favorite part of any wrestling game growing up. Oh, dude, I know. You just make everybody in the room and then just make them fight each other. And it's also,
1: I think the way they do it now is like you could even go to Twitter or Facebook and be like, hey, can someone make Zach Ryan? And then they will.
0: And then we'll (laughs) be able to download that. And like, that's amazing. So can someone make Zach Ryan? Please don't do that. Please do that. Please do that. Very scary. The Super Famicom Mini in Japan went uh, up for pre-order. Uh, last week, I don't know if you guys got a pre-order in or if you hear it. All. It remains to be seen, but
3: yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Japanese, <laughs> I think, Japanese the one. So
0: just no as a pre-order. reminder, the Japanese one actually has games in it that uh, aren't in the US version, and it is arguably the prettier machine. It's a, it looks like the European uh, Super NES, not the weird blocky purple thing. Mm. You guys right. are not going to see. I have that, such right. an
3: affinity for that that
0: that uh, weird blocky purple thing. I, like I, I love the, the Super n- Super Nintendo.
3: Yeah,
1: I have a I have a European one pre-ordered too for the other.
0: Yeah, well, also- for the shape. But the Japanese one has Goemon, Panel de Fire Emblem, uh, Super Formation Soccer, which I know you guys are dying to remember. Oh, man. That's and then crazy. it has... Yeah. Uh, oh, because we all yeah.
2: love sports. That's right. And it has
0: uh, Street Fighter II, the new Challengers edition, not the Turbo one. So not the Turbo. Uh, it's, it's worth... If you're a collector, it's definitely worth getting the Japanese as well. You can use any normal USB plug, Amazon Japan. Well, it's all sold out, of course. Yeah. But if you do see it, a lot of um, uh, a lot of sellers will ship to the United States as well.
1: Yeah, and it's I think cool. it's a lot... It, it's it's a lot more sort of user friendly than the Famicom Mini was, which I, I bought. Um and it's just kind of unusable because the it's it's wired and the controllers are two and a half. Super feet long. short. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. yeah. They're hardwired. And they're also incredibly tiny controllers. Yeah, so it's oh, no. it's a really cool thing. Like underneath yeah. my like television in my living room, I have the NES Mini and I have the Famicom Mini on each side. And it looks great. Yeah. But one of them I can play and the other one just kind of sits there. So yeah.
2: the other one looks pretty.
0: Yeah,
3: I do love. The, I do love the Famicom, the original Famicom, the red and gold. I it's, think it's, it's,
0: so it's cool. a beautiful design. Yeah, it's such yeah. a such a crazy retro design. And then uh, you know, finally, uh, this magazine came out uh, in the UK. If you want to hold it up, Brian, maybe on right, the other camera, it's easier to see. But it's Ooh, uh, this uh-huh. is a special edition of Super Play magazine, which was, of course, uh, in in the UK was a Super NES magazine, and it's, mm-hmm. this issue uh, is included with uh, Retro Gamer uh, issue 172. Uh, it's fifty-two pages. Um, Warren Brown from Future UK sent this to us. Many uh, of the the original staff worked on the content. Some friends from the Super industry cool. as well. Feels
1: like many of the original graphic designers worked on the content too. because yeah. the layout is so nineties. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it's like, purposely. We see a lot of retro mags that yep. are sort of throwback. I mean, I, any video game magazine in twenty seventeen is a throwback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. But this one specifically, <laughs> I picked it up and I was like, whoa, whoa. like I'm I'm fifteen again and I'm broke. <laughs> and it's got, and I can. Pick one game from this whole magazine to save up for for a year
0: the original cover artist who worked on this so it's just a really cool idea it's as if in you know in the US like a Nintendo Power uh, special episode uh, edition would come out yeah. just dedicated to the, the Super NES uh, and concepts. it's cool
1: because their, their cover story is a new Super Nintendo game coming out yeah, which is Star, Star Fox,
0: Fox. Fox. Yeah, 2 yeah. so uh, if you live in the UK check that out you know it might, be, uh, might become a nice uh, might be a nice uh, collectible yeah you might be able to buy it online too yeah. Uh and then uh, a couple of new games came out too and we'll go into more details uh on uh, on one of them. Um Pokken Tournament DX out September 22nd of course. Yep. Have you guys been playing it yet? No. Yes. Have not played pokin Tournament. Is it totally goofing off with your mics. Though. I know. I'm I'm not. Sorry. Um no, I, I
2: haven't I played. I've it. played Pokémon <laughs>
3: Tournament. Yeah, I yeah. It's sort of a double whammy for me. Like, I'm not a fighting game guy to begin with. Like, I don't yep. play a lot of fighting games. I think the only one I've historically ever really been into is Marvel versus Capcom. And uh, B, like Brian said, like, I'm just, I don't know. Like, Pokemon to me is one thing. Yeah, It's an RPG. It's top down. It's isometric. Or it's Sun and Moon. You know, yep. Right. So yep. I guess it's two things. But to me, it's not a fighting game. Like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't, it just doesn't interest me. So.
0: Mario is also not a racing game.
3: Yeah, yeah, it kind of is though. <laughs> I think we're so used to
2: Mario like being more things than just like, so many
3: jobs. Yeah, yeah,
2: he has so so many jobs as yeah. Gav had, has mentioned uh-huh. in his uh, video. But um, with Pokemon Tournament, I've played it and I really like it. But I like it if I was playing it in an arcade. Mm. I don't like it like. Locally, if you play split screen, it just diminishes the quality mm. so oh, if you play it like solo, I think it's fun, but um split screen it's not it's
0: i mean it's a, it's a nice addition. I mean, this is the dX release. Mm-hmm. It, it looks really good. you can see the, visually it looks really, really good it has
2: all of the characters, so you yeah. don't yeah. have to worry about there's additional characters them. on it too. and yeah. it's an
0: upgrade from the last one i mean to to me uh, i, I Nintendo is billing this as the first Pokemon game for Switch, right? This is the first time the Pokemon characters are coming uh, to the Switch natively like that. Um, I just hate the name, man. (laughs)
2: Pokemon Tournament. I'm,
0: I'm so used to Tekken, but, like, Pokemon is such an iconic name, and it's not... Mario Kart wasn't called Maka, you know. It's <laughs> right. like just I wish they had given this the the Pokemon Fighter name or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad this is on Switch because
0: what, what a stupid complaint I know, but yes.
3: M a k a make America Cardigan.
0: again. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Maka. Like
1: My most, uh, that's like, a T shirt right there. <laughs> like most well reviewed games on Wii U, uh, not an, not enough people played it, right? So it's good yeah. to see this here. That said, yep. um, I'm kind of with you guys. Also, it's it's just I feel bad right now because like this is a admittedly a blind spot for this panel aside from you who are play who's playing it. But um I, like I, I think Pokemon works as a fighting game when you put those characters in Smash Brothers. I think mm-hmm. that works there. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. Pokemon Pinball. I think there's like, I think there's opportunities to make deviations from the base game there. Uh, this is just not something I'm interested you, in. I played through the demo. it's too first. serious? Like I almost,
0: if you look at the Dragon Ball games and how they go like completely over the top with the, you know, the jumping into the sky and the anime like style animations, I figured that would be a good approach. That would be really for, cool. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. It,
2: it, well, it doesn't have, that which i would agree i actually Mm -hmm. would love to see like dragon ball z like heavy animation styles in this game i think it would lose the serious tone that i feel it has yeah and like bring more of a lighter quality to it sure i would agree
3: i would definitely play like pokemon fighter z if it was (laughs) sort of that that's like i'd love i'd love a cell shaded 2d pokemon fighting game i think that'd be really cool but i also like i said I, i i'm hard pressed to purchase a fighting game because you love arms I do love arms. Yeah, yeah, but but outside of that like I, I I don't know. I feel like a lot of fighting games now are including story modes. Yeah. Which is interesting to me, but also like it's something that that the replay value to me is really low in a single player option yeah. and i don't play a ton of multiplayer stuff you got to have so.
0: friends or enemies for these yeah. games for sure yeah. so i know there are a lot of fans of uh, of the pokin games and uh, well of the first one um so you know leave us a comment and say why you love uh Pokken and convince why you're us. into the second one uh,
3: huh convince us yeah.
2: convince you no. I've, convince I've me. Look, what, what
0: I played was it's 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 nicely it's a nicely made title. And yeah, it looks, it looks really good. Really good on yeah. the Switch. And so yeah. if you never played the first one and you want to fight her, uh, this is a good one to look at. Cool. Um, also, Pokemon Gold and Silver uh, are going to be out on the 3DS virtual console. Remember virtual console? Remember that? Yeah. 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 Uh, and if you buy it, you actually get a Celebi code for Sun and Moon mm-hmm. or you can uh, keep it for um, when Ultra Sun Ultra and Moon sun come drop. out later. Mm-hmm. So a mm, little, nice little incentive if you want. Gold
3: and Silver uh, hold Goldy. a very special place in my heart yep. and i'm excited to go back and play these again I Are think you it's to really cool yeah i think it's you're really gonna cool dig out drop the 3ds dig it out i've been playing Mar- metroid okay. mario metroid it's mario, out metroid. it's done. mario out. plus metroid Metroid racing Z-
0: zebus battle meccan fighter yeah yeah 3DS.
3: uh no i i've been playing actually a lot of 3ds lately because i have been playing through metroid and uh yeah, it's it's something that like I have a bunch of stuff that I've downloaded on my 3ds that I s- still haven't gotten around to playing when like when they announce all the Super Nintendo stuff. So I, I feel like I'll stick with the 3ds for a while. Mm-hmm. Nice. And this is sort of added into that longevity. Plus, I still got to finish Earthbound.
0: Again. So Dragon Ball Xenover- Xenoverse Two came out also that uh, originally came out on on the other consoles last mm-hmm. October, I think. Yep. So it's been out there for a while, but it's good to see you know some of the the fighting games filling out the ranks. It's not the best game, but it's a, it's it's a good Dragon Ball fighter. Well,
3: in an interesting. Proof of concept, right? Because yep. Bandai Namco is reluctant to say that they're bringing Dragon Ball Fighters to mm-hmm. the Switch until yep. they see how this game performs. Correct. So, if you want Dragon Ball Fighters on the Switch, yeah, maybe play this game. Yeah, show Bandai Namco that you guys want it.
0: So. And and if you need more Lego games on the system, don't do anything. Because they will just always be a whole Lego games. Of them, yeah, We right. just got we just got a Lego game, I feel like, two weeks ago. Two weeks right? ago we got Lego Worlds which and is now, really fun. now we got uh, we got Lego Ninjago uh, movie the movie video game. It's yeah, actually right? pronounced ninjago. Ninja Go. Oh, is, yeah. Ninjago. Oh, no,
2: it's Ninjago now? I thought it was Ninjago. Uh, Cartoon Network no, has stirred worry. me it's,
1: wrong. It is, it Don't is, is no, we're, we're being
0: idiots. Zach has no <laughs> idea what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, uh, so this is the, what, third LEGO game on Switch? LEGO City Undercover, which is an yeah. open mm-hmm. world sort of GTA style. Yep. LEGO like Worlds, which is um, sort of like a kind of choose-your-own-adventure almost. Mm-hmm. I, I hate saying Minecrafty, but it's about building and construction. Minecraft-y yeah, it's and Minecraft-y, stuff like that. yeah. But it does have some mission-based stuff in yep. a single player. And then this, which is very uh, sort of more of the traditional LEGO games you're used to from like the last ten or fifteen years, yeah. yeah.
3: well then don't forget we've got Lego Marvel Superheroes two coming yes. at
1: the end of the year that's coming, I, would, as well.
3: I
0: would
1: kill for like a,
3: a Lego like Star that's Wars port. Four full Lego games in the first in the first six, six months. months. <laughs>
0: Let's see. I mean, obviously there's the tie in to the movie, and yeah. the movie's supposed to be pretty good, right? We, uh, i it's think, got a,
1: it's got a hell of a cast. Yeah, we yeah.
0: got, uh, it got a good review on IGN. I think seven point eight. Our reviewer Alex yeah. and um, we, liked it.
1: We previewed the, uh, we previewed the game on our Comic Con live show, yeah. and uh, um, from what we heard during it uh, the switch port is essentially just a port of the other versions it's not like what they used to do on vita or 3ds where they would just down make spec. like a yeah down spec it Different. and just kind of shrink it down a little bit um, this is this is uh, sort of exactly the same as the other
0: one yeah i mean what you will see and that gets us to uh, the next game what you'll see is uh you know, companies are figuring out how to do a, a, a step down on resolution or yeah. on frame rate in order to get some of the more complex games even mm-hmm. I feel to like run on Switch, with, right? With the
1: Lego games, the ones I, I like to play a lot of them, um, I usually end up 100%ing them. Like I'm, I get crazy with them, like yep. Jurassic World and uh, let's see, all the Star Wars ones, especially Indiana Jones. But I find that I, if I don't connect with the source material, there's really little incentive for me to 100% them. Like, I don't know who Blue Ninjago is or the 100th character you lock in this game. Yeah, exactly. My son. But if the gameplay is fun, I could I could give it a run-through, but I'm not going to go collect every character. I think
2: I would get this, move, uh, this game after I see the movie mm. just because, uh, like, with Lego Batman, I really loved it. So, and I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll get a game for it. But if I really connect with Injago and I want to, like, take the game around with me, yep. i right. go. Because I always think that the writing in the game is sometimes different than the writing in the sure. movie. Yeah. So you'll get, like, more humor in it. So, yeah. we'll, we'll see.
0: NBA t- 2K18 came out on the Switch. Yes. Uh, you know, it came out as a downloadable. Uh, you know, before, uh, the retail version, mm-hmm. um, so you can play it day and date with the other versions. Um, when you boot it up and you see it running, I, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised. Yeah. It looks, it looks very, really, close. really good. Yeah. It looks very pretty. Now, the frame rate is not 60 frames per second. Like when you see it on, uh, Xbox One or PS4 and you see it on a monitor, sometimes you're like, is that TV? Mm-hmm. Because it has this, like, This it runs at this fast clip that usually you know sports television runs at, and so the the switch version is thirty. So there there is a visual difference, but especially on the small screen, it's really good. It looks really good. Uh, I ran into
1: some issues before I even started the game because it's like thirty gigs. Yep, and this is the first time I've ever had to do sort of like the old like move stuff around the fridge like Reggie used to say, yep. you know, yeah. like inventory management, uh, because it requires five gigs of internal storage. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And if you bought a Switch on day one and started downloading games like I did, uh, I think you had what thirty-two gigs in there. System mm-hmm. memory takes up three or
0: four. I booted that thing down yeah. out before I started playing.
1: Right, which I should have done. I just kind of yep. didn't think to. And I had Zelda on there. I had Fast Racing Neo, Bomberman, a couple launch games that mm-hmm. took up almost the whole thing and i had like three or four gigs left and then i went to download this game and it was like no you need five just permanently on this thing so now i have a 200 gigabyte sd card i couldn't even kick the the game this uh, save over to there Mm -hmm. like it has to it's mandatory builds yeah yeah. five in there and this is the digital version of the game right The, the download download version and so the rest of the game got put onto the memory card so just something to keep a heads up on clean up yeah, clean mm-hmm. up if you don't have a memory card. So what I had to do was I had to, like, archive a bunch of games and then re-download them to my SD card. So no problem now, but mm-hmm. now I have this 5-gigabyte, you know, s- stamp in the middle of my system hardware. So. Nice. Literally, you played a bunch of this, right?
2: Yeah, so I've played uh, I played NBA 2K18 on the Switch and also um, on the PS4. And honestly, uh, like, besides the 30 frames per second and, like, the very uh, big graphic, um, like disadvantage that the switch has um i really like it as a portable sports game yeah Mm -hmm. i really do like i'm really happy like i am a huge like soccer and basketball fan so having something like this where i can take it on the go uh is a lot like a lot of fun and I still have that realism that Hmm. the PS4 version has.
0: Did you play multiplayer or did you do the story mode? I mean, unlike FIFA, this has the the full story mode, The story
2: mode is a lot better than 2K17 because I know a lot of people didn't like uh, the story mode. It's kind of like a little bit boring. The My GM, My League, which is Mm -hmm. where you get to own a basketball team and kind of manage it, um, that is 100% a lot better than the 2K17 Mm -hmm. version. So I really do like it on the go because I... I'm not the type of person who would play the my player where I become a basketball player. I'm the type of person who would rather be a general manager. I really
3: wish that you would. It'd be so good (laughs) to just like this tiny blue-haired lady just putting the funk on the dunk.
2: Hi, I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready to go. (laughs) But I prefer the general manager style, and I think that it's nice to have it on the go. Yeah. So um, if you're willing to, you know, get rid of the differences that the graphics have and the frame rate, then yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it's great.
1: Yeah. We put up a, uh, IGN did a video as a graphic comparison of all the different versions. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, not like a huge leap, you know. It's not. It doesn't feel like we lost a lot in translation bringing it to Switch. So that's really awesome. Um, I I saw it uh, on the eShop charts. It was selling well. That's so right. that's yeah, that's good. It's good to see.
2: I think it's yep. a lot of fun. Like, Sweet. I, I honestly think it's like I'm just so happy that like a really good sports game is on, especially basketball. Like, yeah. I'm excited to have FIFA.
3: Yeah. yeah no, FIFA FIFA's looking good too. I've always been a little more prone to the uh like arcadey style sports games. Like Same. what was the what was the basketball game that came out early NBA on Jam? NBA Jam? No the one that was, came yeah. on early on in the Switch. Streets. Street? Street? Yeah, yeah, uh, like that's that's really fun to me. But there's something about NBA 2K, and I think it's just the graphical fidelity that was kind of turning me on. Like I really want to check you it play out. Play
0: like the Mario Basketball and Strikers. Uh, like I played that, Strikers. Yeah. I don't think I ever played. That was the Mario actually basketball really games. good. Yeah. I wish they had not Strikers. Not really on that so quickly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it may it may have come at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. I feel like the last when, few Mario
1: sports games were kind of phoned in. It'd be cool yeah. to like see one of those done yeah. really well again. I think strikers. there's absolutely. I think 2018, 2019 is when all of those old things are gonna. Come back, Nintendo that'd
0: be cool.
2: Strikers, yeah. on well, especially the yeah. especially yeah.
0: if the system does well in Japan and in Europe, you know, strikers could actually be, be successful yeah. this yeah. time around. So that'd be a good one to see, actually. Yeah, uh, sure. and then uh, you know, finally, Thimbleweed Park also uh, mm-hmm. is
1: out. Yeah, it's Ron Gilbert's old school, uh, act, sort of arcade, arcade looking. Uh, adventure game. Like yeah. A yeah. Point and click adventure game. Very Maniac Mansion. Exactly. He was one of the original developers on that.
0: Super obtuse puzzles. Very weird. Setting is like Twin Peaks almost. Like yeah. this weird town vibe. Yeah. Um, it's, chunky it's,
3: sprite pixel art characters. The, the characters sort of look like, the main characters sort of look like Mulder and Scully from the Xbox. Yeah. 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 If
0: you like uh, LucasArts or Lucasfilm games um, really before it, if you like those classic adventure games and you know all the way back to uh, Monkey Island or the later stuff like The Dig, this is in that same Vein, so yeah. that means puzzles sometimes will have you scratching your head and you just have to try out a lot of things but you also uh, it has a funny dialogue Mm -hmm. and it's a different, differently paced game on it so be sure that you like adventure games because I think my my kids would be out within minutes with this but like I really have this great sense of nostalgia for the classic adventure game Ron Ron Gilbert is
1: such like a a, funny man he's a a really funny guy a genuine good dude but also sort of like a legend in the games industry that you never hear about and it's like when people bring up you know you talk about all the, the legendary game design his name doesn't get thrown in there as often as it as it should um and he's he's great he's been consistent in his entire career uh he did that game the cave i think yeah. it was yep which was also really fun um yeah. yeah just just a great great
0: guy good to see these cool games. games so let's now talk about a game that um is single-handedly ensuring that our switches are always on yeah and on sleep mode yep. right like right now if you wake up my switch It'll say Steamworld Dig 2 on it and I think yours will be. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I actually you wanted to play NBA on my Switch before so I bumped out but Steamworld Dig <laughs> had been in sleep mode for uh 3 or 4 days now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it wow. was it's the kind of thing where like I'm I'm waking up and I'm waking up before my wife and going into the room and grabbing my Switch and sitting on the couch and playing two hours before work. And then I'm getting home from work, and I'm turning it on, and I'm playing another three or four.
0: So I played it in bed last night. Yeah. And I should have should have gone uh, to sleep like the rest of my family. Right. Yeah, that's where the story ends for Zach. Um, and then uh, uh, I just I kept on playing. And there was this one level that just – I'll talk about that a little bit more – that just – was making me very, very mad. Okay. Because this game balances exploration that is not very complicated. And if you take your time and you you kind of you explore uh you, you explore the uh, this 2D landscape by digging down. Yeah. You get better equipment to help you dig through certain rocks. So it has that Metroidvania aspect of getting more tools. Um and like a, like the hookshot equivalent, yep. grappling hook and all that. But um it is you play it at your own pace. And so you can, you can get yourself in trouble, but you can also play carefully. Yeah. And then there's some of these challenge levels. You go through a doorway and it will kick your ass. So and it will keep oh, really? you playing for an hour. Yeah. So to give
1: people a sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, big sort of pie in the sky rundown of what this game is, because uh, I got a lot of questions on Twitter. I was tweeting about how just wonderful this game is. Um, Team World Dig 2 is effectively a kind of action platforming game with uh, RPG elements and uh, some sort of Metroid meets Dig Dug stuff. Gameplay. It's a, sequ- a sequel to Steam World Dig, uh, which you don't have to play to enjoy this one. That's a, a lot of people ask me that. Although I saw it was like, it's uh, free on Origins and a bunch of other places. You can get it pretty cheap. It's been on almost every console. The first one, probably. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except for mobile. Um, the second one, takes the foundation from the first one and does what a perfect
0: sequel should do. You search for the main character in this one, right? So the quest is like find the main character from the first one. Yeah, and I
1: think think they Mm -hmm. take every single thing from the original game and just make it just a little bit better. I think the art style is better. I think the the way the game flows is better. The the general loop of the game is that you're this character with with mining equipment. You go into a cave that just keeps going down or diagonal or branches off in different directions and you dig. And while digging, you find materials which you can bring back up to the surface and sell to upgrade your uh, jetpack and your Mm -hmm. lantern and your all, all these different items and things like that. And throughout that, you'll fight some bigger enemies, some bosses. But the cool thing is that there are caves all over the game like per was just describing these sort of like hidden challenge levels and in each one of these caves there's kind of a different hook and it feels very like something it feels like the shrines in breath of breath of the wild oh very cool where like you walk into one you're like this one has a theme this one has an idea and if you solve it you're rewarded Mm -hmm. with some cool stuff Uh, sometimes that's like a a permanent upgrade to your character sometimes it's these sort of like screws that you can uh now apply to your character to open up new upgrades to make yourself bigger, stronger, faster, all that kind of stuff. And then you bring them all back up to the surface and you go back down and you keep digging. And it's just so great. It just works so well. I don't know how to put this game down.
0: That's I feel like it's a game that you can keep playing for a long time yeah. in like one sitting. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a perfect game for like an airplane flight like yeah. cross country or something. But like to give you an example then of a challenge room. Right There's some rooms that are puzzles that you have to solve. We're not going to give away on how to solve a puzzle, but in this case you walk into a room and it's called the floor is lava. Yeah. <sighs> and instead of lava and there's lava in the game, there's switches on the on the floor and parts of the ceiling and when you touch a switch the door closes. And you have to go back, flip a switch and the door opens again. So you have to use your grappling hook to get through the room without ever touching the floor. Then you have a breather, and the next door segment comes up. And I played it for over an hour. I just really? I kept cursing, like, you can't throw your switch. Like, oh, you can yeah. throw a controller, and I was, I was getting so mad. At the end, so you get through, and you get a reward for doing all that. But there's a final reward that is now optional where you have to beat the entire thing without yeah. ever touching a switch. Oh, okay. So not oh. just a segment, you have to redo the entire thing, thing, make it in one go without any errors. And it's just like it's it, and it's brutal but it's awesome. I when feel you like do the, it. the way
1: you and I are talking about this game, it feels like a 2D version of Breath of the Wild in that way, in that like the shrine. Like yeah. I haven't found that shrine yet. Yeah, but right. when I do, like now I have an idea on how to solve it, right? But I think that the the way this game works so well is it constantly sort of rewards you for doing little things and it constantly rewards you for exploring and digging further and looking more and you can make this game as easy or as difficult as you want like I've been maxing out everything and then I'm like oh this game's kind of easy I started unlocking these things that like these sort of parameters that will make it more difficult and if I go up and I apply those you can
0: anti-buff yourself you can anti-buff yourself
1: and uh, effectively like kick in hard mode halfway through the game but you get Um,
0: more reward like you can give yourself a a buff that gets you more money Yeah, but Mm -hmm. everything is way hard there's like
1: there are so many great indie games on Switch and we really really try to cover as many as we can on the show and that's hard to do because there's so many big things to talk yep. about right at the right. same time right but i'm really glad that a uh this one exists and b that there's a little room this week to give it some love because i genuinely feel it's my favorite indie game on switch we're putting together a list right now of, of the best games on switch and sort of at the buzzer i was like this has to be there it's like, in the top awesome. it's in the top 10 yeah for sure. it's yeah. so just it's it's like um it's it's getting incredible reviews right now we gave it an 8.8 uh some sites went higher i would have gone a little bit higher than that but uh I really, really like this game. I think it's like twenty bucks. I, I cannot recommend this game.
0: Yeah, it's good, and it has a it has a funny sense of humor. It's made by by a, a Swedish uh, team, and the HD Rumble. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, in this yeah game. it does. It's it does awesome. Some cool, stuff. and it just it just looks
1: beautiful on Switch. I actually yeah. didn't play in docked mode. For the first time until last night,
0: I did too yesterday. Yeah, yeah for the first time, I've been playing it handheld the entire yeah, time. Me too. It's very vibrant looking. It has a again, it's got some funny writing. Uh, you know, if you play at SteamWorld Dig or Heist before, like the silly robot sounds when people are talking, and they're humans in the game too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Strange Human-ish. irradiated yeah. humans.
1: Yeah, I, and I feel like there's um there's a, well they they the developers have straight up said that there's a reward for 100%ing this game.
0: So that's the cool thing They they didn't give away what the what it was. the end game is. But yeah, if you get everything, you are going to keep playing. There's something special at the end.
1: And the cool thing about it that sort of separates it from uh, you know Samus Returns or other Metroid games in general is that you get into an environment uh, and there's basically the the game is sectioned off into different different areas. But each area will tell you your percentage of that area. Yeah. So you don't get like an overall, like Breath of the Wild and, and Metroid and all those games are always just like, you're 82% done with the game. And you're like, oh, I don't know where that other 18% is. But here you can be like, oh, it's in the blue area. Same or it's as, over here. Samus Returns lets you see your percentage per, by per area. area. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I didn't yeah. catch that. This because most Metro games don't. There's yeah.
0: also a persistent element, like you have uh, you have limited storage on what you can car- carry. You can find these gems, right, when you're digging. Some are visible, some are rewards for doing something, okay. or um, dropped by enemies, and so forth. Um, but when you run out of room in your backpack, you can go back up. You can take an elevator or something, whatever is nearby, uh, like a little warp point, uh, sell your stuff. You can buy upgrades for your backpack. Awesome. You come back down, and other things that were dropped are still there. So it has this oh, persistence oh, there. Oh, okay, so that's cool. they don't start blinking and disappearing. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, I can't hold this right now. But you can then remember where it is where it on is. your map yeah. and come back. And yeah,
1: so it's weird because they're like, when you die, you lose a lot of your resources, but you don't really feel bad about it because you can go back and collect some of the ones that you had left behind from your previous ones well
2: gang I'm sold yeah yeah seriously and and it
0: it does it gives you all the rewards like a a proper like Metroid game would where you get a new power and you're like I'm gonna go back to the very beginning of the level and now I have the grappling hook and I can go up and you're like yep there's something there there. right like they will they pepper all these things throughout so you go back to a place and you may even think it was barren and you're like oh I can break that rock now yeah Mm -hmm. is this would you
3: say that it's more so a Metroidvania? Than the first game,
0: or is it on par with? The so first? it's more, more non-linear in that way. Yeah, yes. I would. Say, awesome. Yeah,
1: it's less linear. I'm I'm gonna get hell for this, but I, I like it better than Samus Returns. Really? I do. Yeah. I, do. Yeah. I don't think you're gonna
2: get hell for it by like the way that you explained it. Like yeah. it seems like a game that like even though it's an indie game, it sounds like just such a fantastic game that it could be a triple A game.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it really feels it really feels like it. Like you know, we throw the word indie around. I don't really even think any of us really know what it means anymore i don't think indie developers know what it means it's yeah. just like what is an indie game who knows right that's a very like weird zen i question feel like nintendo <laughs> has
2: kind of broken the barrier of like indie yeah. games because they're bringing so many yep I, I can't even tell
0: anymore. After after I saw the first Steam World dig, I I was like, why how come Namco hasn't ripped this off and done right. Dig Dug Adventure, you know, oh, like dig just Dug. like there there was this classic arcade game all about digging that way. And this game is like it's a little bit like Boulder Dash, it's a little bit like Minecraft in a way too, you know, that exploration aspect and the mining stuff. Yeah. But it really is more like a classic kind of Nintendo side scroller with That's that awesome. Metroidvania yeah. setup. Yeah. And, yeah. Yep. Yep. I, feel really bad.
3: I feel bad cuz I've I installed it a couple of days ago, but I've been just too busy to get get to it and I really want to play it and now this has
0: got me even more excited there you well, go. this oh, weekend you yeah. have got plenty of time I unfortunately don't have plenty of time I have to leave you guys and I will transform magi- magically into Jonathan Dornbusch who is right. going <laughs> to lead you into the second half of NVC he's going to go over some of the big news stories uh, for the uh, the Nintendo Switch so far and uh, you guys are also going to do question block and answer some of the questions um, from our listeners and viewers so stay tuned for more and I am out <laughs> Here we go. Hello there. Would you
1: like to save money and play more video games? Well, let me introduce you to our sponsor, Gamefly. Gamefly is the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games. At Gamefly.com, you pick your favorite games and have them mailed directly to your door or mailbox. Gamefly is the leading video game rental service with over 9,000 titles to choose from. You can try your favorite games before you buy and keep the games as long as you want with no late fees, so if you're stuck on a boss fight or having a really good time, it's not a big deal. You can cancel at any time, and they also offer movie rentals, too. Head to Gamefly.com slash voice chat and start your free premium 30-day trial today. The premium trial allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time. You can only get this offer, again, by visiting Gamefly.com slash voice chat now, go sign up and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days right now.
0: Listen!
4: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat episode 374.5. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'm Jonathan Dornbush. You don't have to adjust your monitors or your earbuds. Pear didn't suddenly turn into Seth Cohen from the OC and his voice didn't go up to octaves. Uh, I am here to host the second half of the show because we are going to be talking about the biggest Nintendo Switch stories of the year so far. Before we get into sort of the fall rush, we want to take a look back while we actually have a minute to breathe yep. and just see this amazing story that's sort of started in January and Mm -hmm. has continued at a crazy pace ever since. Yeah, Yeah,
3: it has been sort of a breakneck speed uh, since the the first announcement in October of last year, 2016. And then it was kind of this nebulous, like, oh, when will we know more? And then we got a notification, oh, next week we're going to tell you all about Nintendo's next console, yeah, and uh, so that was what January. Yeah, like that, yeah. We, yeah. that we got that. Launch? Yeah, let's yeah. jump
4: right in. So January was the big reveal. Mid January, they yeah. said, "Hey, here's what the switch is." They did that first video in October, but then it was the switch. It's coming in March, and it is three hundred dollars. And, and here are all the games. Zelda, you know. yeah. yeah, it was this huge, crazy reveal, and like that is the smallest turnaround I can remember. Yeah, for a yeah. like announcement of what it is and when it's coming it's, to when it comes out.
1: It's when we first heard the snaps. Yes, and the clicks oh, my favorite. Yes, and the pops. Yeah. All of those great noises. Oh, the oh I cubes. love them. The oh, yeah. yeah there was, there was the milking. all A lot, lot of weird stuff. A uh, great start. Suda51 was there <laughs> yeah. uh, talking about wanting to do No More Heroes. It was a weird sort of like half-live, half-scripted, janky sort of a wonderful, just bizarre hour of Nintendo. And yeah. it gave us an opportunity to... Get an idea of what this thing was going to be. They also started telling us about uh, battery life. They started telling us about. Did we know price at the time? Yeah, yeah they we did we, price did. we did that day. Yeah. yeah.
3: So it was really interesting, right? Because we knew that there was a new Nintendo console coming for a really long time. Yeah. Like not not. I don't mean we IGN. I mean like the public at large knew that Nintendo was working on something because they had come out and said like, yes, the next Nintendo platform is in development. We're just not ready to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they did a really smart one-two punch by showing us what it is or what it was going to be in October and then in January they're like great now here's the specifics right like here's basically like they put the system out there for people to be like oh my god what is that thing and here are 15 follow-up questions that I have about it and then in January they systematically address each of those with the exception of virtual console but they were like okay here's what it costs here's when it launches here's what games you can get on the first day you know like here's how it works like it was really really smart on their part to like generate hype, drop off the radar and then come back and be like, okay, now we're ready to talk about the hard facts. Absolutely. Like, yeah.
2: yeah. I definitely remember uh that night being extremely nervous for Nintendo mm. because given with the Wii U and how well it did um the Switch is kind of like a really big gamble. Especially the idea of it being a portable console and also like you can also play it docked. Yeah. So I remember, uh, I remember actually seeing the price, the date it comes out, and being very skeptical about whether or not $300 was worth it. And I definitely, um, I can, I wish I could go back in time and tell myself, <laughs> listen, yeah. you're going to buy a yeah. Switch and you're going to love it. You're
1: going to yeah. get your monies for
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, I, it's this
3: funny, there's this funny through line that keeps happening. And it's, it, I think in the next year, we'll see it happening less and less so. But the, the sort of proof of concept, right? Like people have a hard time. I think at launch people had a hard time believing like there's no way it's that seamless. Like there's no way you just drop it into a dock and it just works right on your yeah. TV. Yeah. Well, it does. It does. You know, there's like the, that initial teaser we saw, uh, uh, Skyrim. It was like, there's no way a portable system can run Skyrim. This is just impossible. It does. It does. And it runs and now, even more now. Yeah, and yeah. now it's like, well, I don't know. They can't possibly do Doom. Well, yeah, they could do can. Doom. But well, yeah. it was yeah. also
1: like, oh, that crazy woman who brought it to the party and put it on the roof. we are never going to do that. You will. Yeah. You will. That, that, that was like <laughs> the my favorite like, thing yeah, yeah, with after Alana. At yeah.
4: I well, and Alana yeah. at my birthday party was just in the corner playing Zelda, like on a chair by herself. She was just, yeah, hours. just doing. And our, we'd be like, hey, Alana, you want to like come? She's like, Leave me alone. I'm hunting divine bees. Like she was – I love that too because the after launch, it became that thing where every time we went out to a movie or to dinner, we'd have it with us and I felt like I was the commercial. I I think I
1: talked about this in the show, but I was doing this uh, shoot for Old Spice with Max Scoville and Mega Ran, the rapper, uh, and we were in Florida in this weird little hotel and we didn't know what to do. And we were like, we have our switches, right? oh, we can all play Mario Kart. And uh, Mega Ren had his dock, so we plugged it into the TV, and we played on our own Switches, and so we were just cool. awesome. we just we got like a bottle of alcohol and just screamed at our televisions and squeezed for three hours. And it's like, back in the day, or a couple years ago, I mean, maybe we would have had 3DSs. If we were all lucky, we would have had them. Maybe yeah. somebody would have brought a PS4. But now it's like having all of those things at the same time.
4: Yeah, and cool. I love, i Lily, you were sort of talking about the skepticism. I think there was a bit of that for all of us. You know, a lot of us wanted the 250 price point that the Wii had, and especially after the Wii, when that got launched, we didn't know what it was at first yeah. 3 We're like, "Is this an attachment? Is this a new system? What?" But then it launched and it broke records. Yeah, right? Right? And that's sort of the next big thing in sort of the Switch's life. Was at launch in America and Europe, it was the fastest selling Nintendo console ever. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then they announced that full launch month, those twenty eight days in March, and it sold nine hundred and six thousand units in wow. those twenty eight days.
1: It's insane. And- Is that
4: worldwide? That uh, that was only in North America, wow. so that was the MPD numbers for that. And what was great about that was it was the Breath of the Wild sales were one point, I believe, two or three million or so, which means it had a hundred and two percent attach rate to the system. Yeah, that's right. So, so that's, that yeah. means
1: that people were buying multiple copies. Yeah. Which we did yeah. the math on the show, and it was like two or three of us at the time were like. Yeah, guilty. Yeah,
4: <laughs> But, I mean, that launch was crazy, and that weekend was sort of in this insane moment of, like, here's the proof that we finally all wanted. Dude,
1: and then there was, like, the anxiety around the shipping issues yes, that everyone yeah. had gotten through, almost every major online retailer. Yeah. That was uh, such a stressful day in the office because
3: uh, systems started showing up periodically. Oh, God. Right? So, like, yeah. I got mine, and... Early on in the day, like I got mine around like 11 o'clock and like two or three other people also got theirs at the same time. And then around two o'clock when other people's systems hadn't shown up, like Dame, I was sitting across from Damon Hatfield at the time and he was like, well, where the hell's mine? And I was like <laughs> kicking mine under the table like, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not
1: yeah. a I'm not a jealous man. That day, yeah, I was sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and then like that, it it just never showed up that day. And I think, yeah, I've told this story, but I went on Twitter and I was like, my switch never showed up, and I'm sad. And Jared Petty, who used to be, you know, and was been on the show and used to work at IGN, his wife was like, We got two, do you want to come pick one up? And like, I got in a car and drove down the peninsula and and picked it up and came home. And I, I, it's like probably the happiest I was all year or been all year, like, it's, it was just. So wonderful to have that thing in my hands and be yeah. like, this is new Nintendo system day. Yeah, like, my- this only comes along once or twice every couple of years, you mm-hmm. know? And it
4: was awesome to have. Mine didn't come until the Monday after. So it was basically that weekend I was looking at, like, other people like, hey, are you busy this weekend? Do you want to you hang out? And can I just use your Switch, Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> one, one caveat to that rule is that if you're a big Nintendo 3DS fan, uh, new Nintendo system day <laughs> happens every literally day. every three That's weeks. That's true, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I remember uh, I didn't get mine until E3. Mm. Uh, th- of this year, right. and I remember it was after the Nintendo Direct when I saw all of the games, and I went, "Well, Kathleen, I can't work right now. Yeah, I, have I have to. to I have yeah. to find a Nintendo Switch right now. And if it's online, great. If I can find it in a store in L.A., even better." Yeah, you ran out the yeah. store
3: in L.A. to get one.
2: I did not. Uh-huh. I went, so I tried to look for a bundle, uh-huh. and okay. I remember GameStop was like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna sell ours, but they won't come out until June uh, 30th And I went, "That." it is June 15th. I want mine now. Right. Yeah. So I went and Target had a bundle and they were like, oh, we can deliver yours by Tuesday. So I ordered it. And when I came back to work, you handed me my oh, Target yeah, package. you're right. And you're like, yeah. hey, you got this. And I opened it. And I was like, switch. Switch. <laughs> <Do
1: you know, laughs> <like, laughs> the, the difference, uh, the, the way even we're telling the stories of excitement around this console. Yeah. Uh, mirror what this year has been like.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. And
1: the difference between this and the Wii U <laughs> is that I went to pick up the Wii U on launch day at GameStop in San Francisco on Market Street, which is the biggest GameStop in the city on the most busy street in the city. Mm-hmm. And I said to my wife, I'm going to get in line and get the system. And she was like, I'm going to go to Starbucks and get us coffees. And I was like, great. And I got in line to get the system and she... Uh, took longer <laughs> to get coffees because I walked in and there was one person in front of me and he was, he was like I'm here for that Wii U and I was like I'm also here for that Wii U and they're like it's here there's no one else here yeah. it's you yeah. two you two adult men are here <laughs> great job
4: yeah it was weird I just bought a Wii U it was like when the Wind Waker bundle came out yeah. I just walked into a GameStop and I'm like hey do you guys happen to have that they're like yeah we have like four I'm like alright cool I'll take I got one. mine
2: it was- refurbished yeah I yes. got my Wii yeah. U refurbished Smart. also yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah
4: I have, speaking back to the Amazon thing that was sort of one of the main problems at launch and there were a yeah. couple others which was sort of the flip side of the cool like launch that everyone loves so much, but it was sort of the left Joy-Con sync issue was happening. Oh, right, right. right. still yeah. happens
3: to me from yeah. time to time. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't know
0: this
4: issue. Well, so it was a manufacturing error back when the Switch launched that oh. left Joy-Cons would not exactly always work yeah. uh, because of interference. And it was a manufacturing error, so they said, this will stop happening this will it, like in future shipments, this is not going to be, we episode.
1: shot a bunch of the, uh, of sort of early episodes of the show linked together that Zach and I did at the beginning of yeah. the year.
4: Such a bummer. Before <laughs> the system
1: came out, um, and anything had been passed or that and there were any recalls or anything like that. We thought this was going to be a lot worse than it actually was. It turned out to be, it would be cumbersome, oh, yeah. but yeah. Um, but Zach and I were playing, were we in a dungeon and our character so just many walked times, off the yeah, ledge? So many times, like in those early days, uh,
3: that we, we were recording those. Cause we did the first few episodes like back, back to back, back to back yeah. back. yeah. We recorded a bunch of them before the game or before the, the system had actually come out. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it was one of those things where like we would be doing something that would take precision and Brian was left joy con in that run through. <laughs> and he would just all of a sudden link would just be like, Bleh! And, like, exactly. like what that. are you doing? I was like, I don't <laughs> know. Like, it's you it's can't be running around like, that. It's or, like, I'd be like right, Well, okay. Crouch, crouch, Come on, crouch! And he's like, <laughs> I'm trying, man, and like yeah, so, To be fair, yeah, they fixed yeah. those
1: issues, and to be fair, Zach yes. and I didn't. We <laughs> yeah. spent the rest <laughs> of that series yelling at each other over dumb things that we had total control. And which
3: right. By the yeah. way, we actually never really c- confirmed this, but Link Together has been on hiatus for weeks now. Yep. But we will be back with more episodes of Link Together for uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we don't have a cute yeah.
1: name for, but we'll figure something out. If you have something, let us Cappy, know. probably, yeah. 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 yeah,
4: Cappy Connection. <laughs> there you go. Oh hey, my. don't don't publish this episode. We need to copyright That's that. That's right. There we go. <laughs> uh, but sort of moving on, obviously you're talking about Zelda. I think one of the craziest things back then was the whole cliche of, but will there be enough games to play? Right. And Nintendo has done this thing consistently throughout the year and there were a couple early in the year where I sort of want to start as like the next big thing of the Switch's story. Yeah. They do these directs every few months where it's like, here are 15 games and right. some of them have been the Nindy-focused directs, some have been major games, some have been sort of third-party agreement things, but like, they do these consistently every few months and it's this, don't worry, there will be games, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of great ones. And but I, yeah,
1: they've yeah. been incredibly consistent with that. That said, even if they hadn't been, they launched with a 200 hour yeah. game of the year. Yeah. yeah. And it was the thing that I've very few times, and I've been at IGN for a long time now, uh, very few times I've seen something so. It completely consume the office here. And I think what added to that was the ability to bring our Switches with us anywhere. Absolutely. So you would see people on our news team in between editing news videos would pop open the Switch and collect Korok seeds. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were people having conversations pretty much in every corner. Did you find this? Did you do this? Did you go to this shrine? What about this armor? This is what my character looks like. Do you know about this secret? Um, it was such an amazing water cooler moment. Not just for us, but for the sort of entire internet, the entire world yeah. got together to talk about that game. And I, I love that conversation. I'm, I'm glad it, it, it continued through Master Mode. I hope it continues through the DLC that we're going to yeah. see eventually. Yeah.
3: yeah, but this that same narrative is happening beyond Zelda, which I think is really interesting, right? Because yeah. now that conversation has shifted from specifically about one game, and now it's, it's like one of the things that I really love about the, the sort of Switch clan that we have here in the office is like, hey, I'm playing World Dig 2. Have you tried it? Or, hey, I'm playing NBA 2K18, and it's really, really yeah. good. Like, you mm-hmm. should give it a shot if you have an opportunity to. Or here's... Fifteen. <laughs> they would do that on purpose. Um, here's fifteen indie games. Two or three of them I've gave. I've played, and they're really awesome. So try these. And I think that's what Jonathan was saying. Like, yeah, Nintendo has been really great about putting out one tentpole like franchise game each month. Yes, you know we've yeah. gotten Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. We've gotten Splatoon Two. Arms. Um, Arms. Yeah. Uh, so. They've been really good about that, but then they're supplementing that library with this like, hand-picked selection of uh, nindies yeah. that I think are really, the- really... It's a really smart way... Like They kind of rolled this plan out to us in March at the pre-launch event, Yes, and they've done a really good job of carrying it out, yeah. carrying it out because it's like, okay, so you've already... Played 100 hours of Splatoon 2, you finish the single player campaign, you're sick of it, that's fine. And while you're waiting for the next Splatfest to start up, here's 12 games that you can try yeah. that have yeah. passed the Nintendo Seal of Approval. You know? Yeah, it's yeah.
4: it harkens back to that sort of that old yeah. back in the day when that yeah. seal of approval meant so much. Yeah, and it's, yeah. Here are the next 15 games they create water cooler moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The really
1: portable cool. aspect of it too is that like before the show, I'm like instead of just, you know, mansplaining Steamworld Dig 2 to <laughs> Zach, and be like, <laughs> look. <laughs> And he's like, "Yeah, whoa, like it's gorgeous." I'm like, yeah. "Yeah," or I could be like, "Play it." Like I handed pair my Switch before, and I was like, "Play NBA," yeah. like check it out.
4: That's how I got people in the office to play Snipperclips. Was just so like, hey, yeah. I need to finish this co op level. Will you join in with me? And then people would buy it because they were like, "This is." It so was fun. A,
1: you guys went to a movie before, like uh, when the game launched, yeah, and there was or before the game launched, and there was a shot of you all just gathered around a table like playing Snipperclips on on with split Joy Cons. Yeah, we were just like, waiting
4: for dinner. It was great. Yeah, I love so it.
1: cool. Yeah.
2: So uh, with Nintendo Directs, I honestly love um well i i guess we haven't addressed it which is like the updates that they have mm-hmm. when it yeah. comes to games like arms with uh where they gave the little hint about lollipop mm-hmm. and it was like oh yeah the, what the is about?
3: update yeah, yeah and yeah. like
2: with uh splatoon 2 like they'll tell you oh hey we got this new gun or we have this new map um and i really like that they're not just like leaving it to the online or like on twitter they're like hey i we kind of gave you a glimpse of it
3: yeah Their but game- let's
2: let's still bring it up on the on the um, directs. Same thing with Super Mario Odyssey. We all are very hyped about it, but they're just like, let's amplify that hype. Sure. Their games are are (laughs) growing,
1: you know, like they are not uh, like sort of stagnant ecosystems anymore. They are, they are like living, breathing things that that expand and grow and evolve. Um, They, they tweak them to, to make things better. They Mm -hmm. remove glitches. Uh, Zelda's gotten like significant updates and tiny updates. And sometimes they tell you what's in them. Sometimes they don't.
2: Well, with Splatoon 2, they like, they tell you, oh, hey, uh, go online if you want to see, like, all the updates, but they'll, like, nerf stuff, they'll improve things.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. They,
2: Like, the whole promise of them, like, actually delivering for two years, like, I feel as a Splatoon 2 player that I'm getting... Like my money's worth and sure. my yeah. time.
4: Yeah, the the directs themselves to me feel like showing publicly the evolution of Nintendo and willing to branch out more and be open. And especially, obviously, Awada was sort of the face of directs, right? Back yeah, and, and
3: now they've moved quazumi into that position. Yes, yeah. and, but
4: then they've also made them this very like here's just every headline. they snappy. It's, yeah,
1: it's like you know in well, if there's, a, there's a there's a there's a there's like a cadence and a rhythm to yes. them that almost feels like living in a utopia and watching the news because yeah. <laughs> we live in a dystopia and watch the news. <laughs> when I turn on the news, I'm sad, and they play it at the gym every day <laughs> and i hate the gym and i hate the news well, so that sucks but, but I, put you, direct, yeah. I put on nintendo direct thank you but on nintendo Direct and it's like 40 minutes of just like boom 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 and they're like hey everyone kirby's back and now he eats pizza 10 seconds later they're like there's a new arms character it's a clown and then 10 <laughs> seconds after that they're like there's eight new levels in splatoon they're great and you can make fish umbrellas and i'm like
4: this is the They are delightful little surprise presents throughout. Yeah, Yeah, I love them so much. It's awesome. And I, Lily, you were saying the sort of the updates they give about their existing games like Splatoon and everything, I really love and especially they've sort of emphasized that online focus that Switch has. Uh, One negative side of the Switch story this year, I think, though, is the delay of their online paid services Mm -hmm. in terms of what that means for that classic game selection they talked about, the virtual console, what it may be. So they delayed it into 2018. We were all expecting it now. And for now, it's just a free thing, but you also have have the voice app on your phone that's a, it's the, such a yeah.
1: it's such a mixed story too right yes, because it's yeah. sort of saying like i'm, I'm like I'm, I'm worried about the virtual console stuff. Uh, the the sort of like arcade ports that are happening through Hamster is a really cool sort of step in the right direction. Absolutely. There. That said, um, they haven't shown us a reason to pay for online yet. So I'm OK with them delaying that. Me too. too. Yeah. It's not like I'm sitting there being like, take my money. I mean, I will because look at me. I mean, they already have <laughs> but- <laughs> my money
2: through the games. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Give yeah. me. Get
1: yeah. But like when you, when you watch Splatoon launch, uh, the way we communicated or lack thereof in that game, uh, didn't really scream like this is something worth paying for yet. So I'm, I'm comfortable with them getting that where it needs to be before we all open up our wallets and say like, here we go. But the way to describe it, wasn't it, it's like $20 a year. Yeah.
4: So there are different tiered systems. I believe the single month is like two, uh, three or $4. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the 1999 per year thing. And it will be the classic game selection, deals on the eShop, online multiplayer, I think essentially. And they other than that have been pretty cagey about what it's going to include. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. I'd personally wait to see what, even like e- even with Splatoon like, 2, I'll go back to that. Like, if I want to play online, like, maybe I'll think about it. But mm-hmm. if they give me more info, maybe I'll actually yeah. like, if,
4: if Virtual Console is not gated behind this, I think it's something that I can see myself not paying for it completely. I think that's the interesting
1: thing, right? Is that they've been so joined at the hip. Yeah. These two ideas for so long. Um, And to me, they're very separate entities. For sure. um, That's ultimately up to Nintendo to decide. That said, like, I bought a ton of Neo Geo games in the last six months because I love, like, you know, Great pixel art, and I love retro games. I love <laughs> arcade games, so uh, I would gladly pay for Doctor Mario again and Super Mario Brothers and the original Mario Zelda. In I just, Vietnam. Yeah, what?
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, it's true. There's a game like that.
4: That's true. <laughs> Uh, Zach, were you going to... Uh, no, it's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we have sort of linked Virtual Console and this idea together, but they may be completely separate and it may just be conjecture. Yeah. Uh, but there has not been sort of a lack of games in the meantime, like especially big media like single player games. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest surprises of the year that speaks to, I think, the coolest story about what the Switch is, is Mario Rapids. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, because I that love represents... I well, I adore that game. It's one of my favorites of the year. And it represents so much to me about what the Switch will be and can be. Uh, uh, because it started out re- when the leaks were coming out before E three, everyone was like, "This is going to be a dumb game." Why did Nintendo do this? But it's showing that Nintendo is willing to partner and put their faith in a yeah. totally different team. Yeah. That that to me is the yeah. biggest
3: thing about Mario and Rabbits is that Nintendo has for so long kept such an like an iron vice grip on their yes. properties that I think, I and mean, I mean, we've seen them work with like Capcom uh, for Zelda, you know, on yeah. Game Finish Boy map. and, and yeah. yeah, and Game Boy Advance. And there's been things here and there, but like never Mario never the opportunity to put him in a different scenario with different characters and different world. And like, I think that, that they sort of circumvented the whole debacle of that, that leak by bringing Miyamoto out at E3 -hmm. to show like, to reinforce the idea that like, Hey, we know what we're doing with this. This is a game that has Nintendo's vote of confidence behind it. Yeah. Like you should be excited about it too. And then it's totally paid off because yeah. that game is fantastic mm-hmm. and it's sold really well. People are really
1: into it. They announced today it's the best-selling third-party game on Switch, and Nintendo is officially distributing it in Japan, Japan in, and Korea, and yeah. Korea. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. I mean, they they put faith behind this this weird thing that we all boomeranged on. So yeah. we went from being like, "What the hell are these awful minion rabbit animals?" <laughs> to being like, "This is one of the most popular." And beautiful and fun Mario games in a while, and I love it. Yeah. I think
2: uh, Davide should be very proud. Yeah. Because oh, absolutely. he basically broke, like, he, he's his game is groundbreaking, mm-hmm. and, like, I bet we'll like shine a lot of light to like other games who or other um, developers who want to kind of offer an idea with the Mario with Nintendo and with like the Mario brand. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think I'm very interested to see how the future holds with like Ubisoft with the mini or with the, mini, the minions. The <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: I mean the, <laughs> the idea of like collaborative IPs at this point yeah. coming from Nintendo like Zach alluded to being historically sort of withdrawn with that stuff. Yeah. Having a style guide. I remember like reviewing scribble Scribblenauts for the launch of the Wii U mm-hmm. and the entire game was about applying adjectives to characters and Nintendo was like, but not ours. You can put Mario in the game, but you can't do it. You can't make him dead or give him a gun. <laughs> it was like- Oh, well, Davide was like, cool. How about I give him 250 guns? You know, mm-hmm. and they're like, that's fine.
4: We're, we're Works not out pretty well. Yeah. yeah. And wh- what I love about that is I think it speaks to Nintendo's investment in third parties this, this time around. That's always, always sort of been the curse of Nintendo is, right. will the third parties be there to support it? And we've seen that now with Bethesda bringing three major games yeah. with L.A. Noire coming from Rockstar, yeah. which yeah. is huge. And I think something that came up at E3 too, which is just as significant, is the Rocket League announcement that uh-huh. it will yeah. be cross-play, right. which is something that still PlayStation that's is not even involved four. in. Yeah. It, it Except for PS4, but it will be cross-play with Xbox and PC. Mm -hmm. And the same with Minecraft.
3: Well, it's cyclical, right? Like I think that third-party developers are hesitant to work with Nintendo because in the past, they've gotten burned on Wii and Wii U. But Nintendo showing that they're willing to work with a third-party developer to create something together sort of reinforces the idea of like, hey, we're really trying something new. We're really trying something different with this console. And then you couple that with these astronomical sales in the first six months. And I think we're going to see that tide start to turn for third-party development. Like Ubisoft and and, uh, uh, Bethesda are on board. Mm -hmm. And hopefully games like uh, Doom, games like Wolfenstein continue to sell really well and convince other third parties like holdouts like Capcom and like EA, EA, EA. Yeah. Uh, They've
4: publicly said, we're yeah. waiting to see what happens. And, but here's this other case where it's, these third parties are really committed mm-hmm. and it seems to be working.
1: Yeah. I don't want to like be spiteful towards any of these companies, but I hope that this does send a really good message to like, throw some trust this way. Yeah. Cause you know, there's momentum right now. There's a train and it's like, it's not going to leave the station, but like get on it while you can. You know, I, before it's I, too crowded.
2: I'm just going to throw this out there because I, I'm really excited for Cuphead and I really want, this game on the switch like i really want that like the developers like studio mdhr and i want xbox to see like and i know the xbox executive has even said like this this switch is great Mm -hmm. um and i just want them to be like you know what let's put cuphead on this Mm -hmm. like it is a perfect game for the switch and i really hope that someone hears me and they i feel like that sentiment is like
3: Please. You hear that a lot. Yeah. It's like, this is a perfect it's- game for the Switch. That's just any I, I swear, every costs- game
4: announced yeah. in the office is like, but is it coming but to Switch? Is it coming to is Switch? always yeah. the question. Yeah, for sure.
2: should come to Switch.
4: <laughs> but I think one of the other big things at E3, in addition to sort of that proof that they're sticking with third parties, is also Nintendo's first party output. Mm-hmm. That they're promising that, like, hey, we've shown you all these really cool games. We're getting one of the best Zeldas ever and possibly one of the most amazing Mario's ever. It has the potential. Mm -hmm. We're going to be supporting this system for years to come with Metroid prime four and Pokemon and Kirby, like all the things, you know, and are familiar to you are going to be there. Granted, some of those things were just title cards. Yeah. And so probably don't exist. That whole Metroid like one,
3: two (laughs) punch was pretty impressive. Yes. Uh, The idea that, that they could only show a logo treatment basically for Metroid prime four. Yeah. But it was enough to make our war room flip out. Oh God. yeah. Um, Yeah. And then you know, like they made up for that because people were like, "Well, we wish we could have seen the game." They're like, "Well, we can't show you the game now, but here's an entirely new Metroid adventure on the 3DS that you can play in three months, yeah, five months. You know, uh, huge that's scenario, pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I, I love the Metroid Prime. Boom, Pokemon. Boom. Hey, Super Mario Odyssey coming yeah. out this year. It's all this Boom, year. Ko. <laughs> You're done. You're done.
4: Buy a Switch. Yeah, it's been a pretty awesome sort of lead up to all these things. And especially with those major third party like open world massive games that are coming. Mm -hmm. I think one of the most interesting things that we've gotten to was a recent sort of like small on the sly announcement, which I think is one of the more interesting developments of the Switch in that some games are going to require memory cards to be played like NBA 2K18 to fully access the entire game. You're going to need a memory card, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I had a memory card from day one. I assume most yeah. people here did. Uh-huh. If not we went in immediately on the deals page of ign.com. <laughs> yeah. uh, but cool plug. <laughs> yeah, hey, <laughs> check it out. It's a pretty good website. Uh, <laughs> but. I think this development means that they are looking for major third party releases like mm-hmm. hey you can have a home here we just need to sort of offset that I right. guess to the consumer at this point because they didn't build the switch knowing that might be a possibility sure. yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: weirdly on the flip side uh, we've seen like a tremendous support from indie developers yes. in creating yeah. physical versions of games that historically yeah. didn't get them mm-hmm. uh, and so I find that fascinating as well because you have that both of those uh, ideologies are happening at the same time and we've been on the show proponents of both yeah. uh, I think many Many of us lead to digital just for the sake of it it works with our jobs, you know, we cover yeah. a lot of games. Um, but there are a lot of people that collect games and they're getting that opportunity with Switch games and those adorable little cases and the binding f- of
4: Isaac disgusting really little cool.
1: toxic cards. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, don't don't taste those. Yeah, don't no, taste not great. those. But I like I got Cave Story physically because it came with like a pouch and an old school manual and oh, yeah. a keychain. Yeah. And binding of Isaac did the same thing. And we're starting to see that with a bunch of games. And I think that's really special. It's really awesome that totally. that they're giving people a reason to keep doing that uh but yeah that said and i've said this before uh (laughs) you kind of have to get a memory card eventually yeah Mm -hmm. which uh, you can hold out but they're coming for
4: you (laughs) 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 which could indicate obviously whatever the next evolution of the switch is whether it's a switch plus or the switch to the switcher uh it would i assume have a much larger internal memory to be able to start supporting these things
1: yeah i doubt it yeah yeah it's possible yeah we haven't seen that from nintendo Literally ever. That's so.
4: True. But they bumped up from the Wii U's 8 gig base level to the 32 true. gigs. So I thought hey, the Wii U you know. was like
1: 512 <laughs> just, megs. Just, just <laughs> It was a floppy yeah. disk so, just yeah. in the
4: Wii U. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was sort of the most recent development that I think speaks to where the future of the Switch is going. It's yeah. going uh, great. And I, I mean, it's been a pretty crazy, year. like not even full year yet mm-hmm. or eight months into this and... Yeah, I, I'm excited for the future. It's insane just that.
1: looking at the rest of the year. And then yeah. the the thing is like what I find really like enticing is that I open uh, that email from Nintendo every Thursday that's sort of like Nintendo downloads. Yeah. And I pop up in the eShop and I'm like w- six new games are here mm-hmm. and yeah. like three or four of them look like really, really interesting. And yeah. one or two are like, you know, some of the best games of the year. And it's it's just really cool to see that happening.
4: Yeah. And it's exciting to see where it'll go from here. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, hopefully, just another crazy eight months of nonstop switch.
1: Another crazy eight years. (laughs)
4: Yes eight,
2: eight quite, more years.
1: That's quite the console life cycle. <laughs>
2: Here's I to yeah. eight years. <laughs> yeah.
1: there'll, uh, be a game, there'll be like Madden 2099 or whatever launch on this <laughs> thing. I'll tell it, you yeah. it'll, it'll be the Wii 2. He'll lose count by then.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that has been the Switch year so far. Mm-hmm. It's been a crazy year. Uh, but now let's turn over to listeners. We're going to take questions in the question block from you, dear listeners and readers of IGN.com. Right All right. Uh, so yeah, let's do the first question from Adam. Okay. Sure. Uh, so these
1: specifically we got from the email this week. Uh, sometimes we use Facebook. Sometimes we use Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at? Uh, it's at Nintendo. It's at NVC Podcast. Sorry. And right. uh, what's that email, bro? Uh, the email is nvc at ign.com and our Facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash nintendo voice chat, I think.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Usually <laughs> what I type in.
1: I had most of it there. Okay. Probably. Probably. You did a good job. Yeah. Don't I'm, worry, the yeah.
2: forums will ping you and be like, this is Nintendo Voice Chat forums. I'm a solid
1: C plus student, so yeah. there we go. Uh, Adam says, Hey guys, love the show and look forward to it every week for my insight into the maddening world of Nintendo. Uh, Madden is not confirmed for Nintendo. That's a rumor we just made up. <laughs> my question relates to the success both critically and commercially, I hope, for Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Simply put, what crossover would you like to see a developer take control of? For example, my would be Splatoon The Division, an open-world cooperative third-person shooter set in Inkopolis overrun by Octolings. It could basically Holy have Splatoon's yeah. multiplayer and have crossplay <laughs> with that game to ensure the fan base isn't split don't want to split that division fan base that's that's a, <laughs> that's a lot uh, i think it could be really cool and it's a genre that nintendo have never quite had anything in to my knowledge at least uh, i love that idea absolutely uh, i'd like to ask you guys do you can you possibly come up with something crazier
4: crazier man Mm. Uh, or what do you want? I, I mean, I want... A, I think Kingdom Battle showed it to me. I want a more traditional Mario RPG yes. like the Legend of the Seven Stars and Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want that again. Even, just give me another Paper Mario RPG. Yeah, I, yeah. I missed it when it was that style. Uh, from a seasoned RPG developer or from the Kingdom Battle team. Uh, yeah. I would like yeah. to see a return to sort of that turn-based.
3: Uh, I'd like to see more of like a... Uh, Fire Emblem game that's less focused on turn based stuff. Okay. Like, I'd love to see like an action based Fire Emblem game, like, uh, almost like in the style of, uh, like a Platinum Mm -hmm. Jam. You know what I mean? Like, they're kind of, they're, they're doing interesting things with Fire Emblem Mm -hmm. in, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. Yeah. Letting your Fire Emblem boys and girls take on a hundred enemies at a time, which I think is cool, but I'd love to do like, or see some stylized like action, uh, uh, a stylized action take on Fire Emblem because I think that might be the thing that finally gets me into Fire Emblem. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: I would love to see uh, Drinkbox Studio uh, try their hand at Donkey Kong Country. That'd be really that cool. Be and just yeah. go very diagonal with oh, it. Would
3: you say yeah. that you want them to go Ape? Yes. yes, yes.
4: <laughs> Go Ape.
2: <laughs> I uh, I guess I would like a Pokemon mixed with Skyrim. I feel like that one has been mentioned Yeah, in yeah. the
4: yeah. past. I, I want po- the Pokemon Empire po- that hasn't happened. Pokerim? Like po-
2: Poken mm. Skyrim. No, this sounds. DX? Mm. Uh, I, I just think. We're working on it. Like, Sky Mom? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out.
4: Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, anything Pokemon Open World, maybe the Switch version will be that. Yeah, okay. that'd be very cool. Yeah. Uh,
2: like Bethesda's like, Skyrim. <laughs> Pokemon Skyrim. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah, <laughs>
4: that's what
1: modders were born for. Right. <laughs> um, Matt says, hey all, love the show and look forward to listening every week. Now that we've gotten a Metroid 2 remake, do you think Nintendo will try to remake Super Metroid? It may. It might not make sense, may- sense given that we've remade the original two games, which many people under the age of 20 may not have played. However, one could also argue that this game's ideas and mechanics are much much more accessible to younger gamers. Uh, would be worthwhile for Nintendo to remake?
4: I just graduated high school and I played both of those, so yeah. I don't see what his issue is. Um, he,
1: I mean, he effectively implies that we've gotten remakes of, you know... Uh, we had of, Zero Mission. Had Zero Mission, which is the original Metroid, yeah. and then Metroid 2. So chronologically, it would seem wise for them to go there next. In another that 8 said, to 10 years.
4: Super Metroid, Metroid is, is, is sacred cow. Yeah. 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 You don't yeah. mess with that.
3: I don't think, th- I don't think it ne- necessarily needs to be remade. Yeah. I could see... If Nintendo wanted to uh create uh like bigger, more animated sprites, and it was still the core mechanics and core gameplay, and they yeah. just slapped a new coat of paint on top of it. But even then, like the 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 sprites in Super Metroid are some of the
1: best it's it's like one of the best looking 2D games yeah. of all time. I think like, a, I, you're right, like a remaster would work. Yeah. You know, that's about as much as you can do. I remember when we first um you guys remember like the sort of reaction to Link Between Worlds. Yeah. Link Between Worlds turned out to be an excellent game, yes. but the idea of a lot of people of returning to the to like a remix version of Link, Link to the, the past, past, where yeah. you could turn into graffiti and walk around on paper, that game. we were like, it's so good. What yeah. the hell are you doing? Yeah. Uh, and it turned out to be excellent. Yeah. So what? Do, what do any of us know? Well, really? and
4: especially because people didn't love the art style too, so that it kept people at distance of like, will this yeah. be good? Because what are they doing yep. to that beautiful game? Yeah, uh, I I think for now their Metroid focus is going to be prime 4. Like yeah. if there is a remake remaster of Super Metroid in the future, probably not till after that. Right. I would think they might mm-hmm.
2: they might see how Metroid Prime Four does and then you know go back and remaster it. Yeah, but I actually I agree. I don't want them to touch it. It's yeah. sacred. I worship it.
3: I I, I would like. I would like to uh, reiterate something that we said a million times on the show, though, is like if they want to bring the uh, Metroid Prime trilogy to Switch, I'm Absolutely. totally yeah. up for that.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a few GameCube Wii Wii U remasters I'm yeah. just waiting for. for yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: I always think about that, and I'm always interested in how that would work because of the motion control stuff in Metroid Three. And um, the I mean, you IRA could totally do it with the Joy-Con. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Just so. give me Captain Toad again, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the tracker. I'm the fan club for Captain Toad. Captain for, Toad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yeah, thank you, Matt. And then William finally says, Hi, great show and really liking the new regulars. Hi, Lily. (laughs) Oh, hey. (laughs) And hi, Zach. Hey. Just wondered if you think Wolfenstein 2 coming to Switch in 2018, not day and date, is partly because it releases the same day as Super Mario Odyssey. On Switch, I think Mario would swallow up attention from the game, while I personally can see myself having more time to play Wolfenstein next year on Switch. Now, October 27th, the day that... those day come out, It's the craziest pop culture day ever. also Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed, Stranger Things comes out, Jigsaw comes to theaters.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow, Uh, that's going to take most of my time. Yeah,
4: (laughs) that 72 minutes, I think... The first saw is great. But yeah, it's a crazy day and for me personally like I'm glad to have that offset. The idea that like, cuz I do want to play Wolf 2 on Switch. Yeah. But Odyssey is the priority. Yeah. How
1: you call it, Wolf 2. Wolf yeah. two. You guys are Slick. On, on the short I, I, I don't like think, that. We're, we're
4: I don't think that necessarily
3: the. I don't think that Wolfenstein 2 coming in 2018 has anything to do with uh, Mario being day and date. No. I yeah. think it has more so to do with Bethesda being like, well, we're doing Doom now and uh, you know what? We could probably also put Wolfenstein on there, but they hadn't considered that in Absolutely. development before. I totally so, agree. I think yeah. they're
1: giving their own their own properties a little room to breathe. Yeah. I, I, I think it wouldn't make a lot of sense to delay a game multiple months to, uh, to run away from one, one launch day that said, uh, we see this sort of like scatter underneath the refrigerator every year when it comes to call of duty, which is like, they're like, this is the day we're coming out. Or like if rockstar is like when rockstar said the, the red dead release date. Before they changed the Red Dead release date, like everybody. We assumed yeah. yeah,
4: nothing would happen. You hide that weeks of day. That. Yeah. You, don't, yeah. you
1: don't launch a game that day because you're going to get torn apart at retail. Yeah. It's well,
3: so. look at what happened to uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider yeah.
1: launching yeah. on the same day as Fallout 4.
3: Absolutely. Um, yeah. Rise of the Tomb Raider one of my favorite games of this generation, but it just got completely obliterated by yeah. Fallout 4. Yeah. Same
4: That's, thing happens with movies. It's, if Marvel plants a flag in that date, no one else is going to go right. near Everybody that date. it'd be crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I agree. I don't think it's because of them being afraid of Odyssey. It's let's give this room to breathe and mm-hmm. work on it instead of rushing a port yeah. Yeah. day and date. Yeah.
3: And also, I mean, I think that they probably don't have anything to be concerned about with on the... Uh, playstation and xbox release dates either because i i want to play wolfenstein yeah. and i want to play super mario odyssey but i feel like those of us here that were probably the exception because of, that's two very disparate audiences yes mm-hmm. you know like there's a hardcore very m-rated shooter game and then you've got this whimsical platformer you know what i mean so like yeah i think that that divide is probably going to save which a lot is of the it's very yeah.
1: mature in its own right though it tackles themes such as possession and <laughs> frogs <laughs> transformative humans it's right. the
4: most metaphysical <laughs> Mario game <laughs> you know that theme frogs, frogs. <laughs> yes yeah. oh I learned Popular that
3: the theme in, in uh, modern literature yeah I learned
4: that in college yeah. Yeah, I had a whole if, class on frogs please put frogs. the kids to yeah. bed
1: uh, Zach, time for frogs. Zach is going to say the frog. word frogs
4: <laughs> <laughs> anyway that, uh, that's all the frogs and questions we have for this week thank <laughs> yeah. you everyone for writing in and thank you all yeah uh, for the you. awesome discussion yeah. appreciate it uh, you can find us all beyond Nintendo voice chat you can also find us on Twitter I'm at Dornbush, Zach where are you? Uh, I'm at Zachary Steve. Ryan. Brian? I'm at Agent Bizzle. And Lily?
2: I'm at Cool Cat Lily Z. Mm-hmm.
4: And of course, you can always find us also on IGN.com in the Facebook group for Nintendo Voice Chat, the mm-hmm. YouTube channel for Nintendo Voice Chat. Always be sure to subscribe there. We've got more content. Uh, the weekly blog as well. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us this week. It's been an awesome show. Yeah.
2: Bye. See ya.